Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Tuesday. Packers are officially on their bye week. Coaches, players, cleaning people, they've all left the building. Well, maybe some more than others, but it is the bye week. These folks have gone scattered around this country of ours, and I saw Jordan Love's in Disney World. It would be nice if he got to go back there as a Super Bowl MVP someday. But yes, uh, the bye week is upon us. And I just wanted to touch on one thing before I hop into the chat. That was kind of going back and, you know, what self-scout, right? Looking back at the, the year that's just happened and get ready for these final four games. And I was reminded of a lot of the kind of hand-wringing and consternation in Packers fandom early in the season, especially leading coming out of the Jets game where the offensive line played very, very poorly. And I remember so many theories being floated about, well, you know, you know, the coaching is not doing them any, any favors. And, you know, maybe they really miss Stenovich as an offensive line coach. He was the offensive line coach. Now he's spending way too much time as offensive coordinator, not dealing with the run game or pass protection issues. And Luke Butkus just isn't up to snuff and blah, blah, blah. It's funny how that talk has all disappeared now. You know, because the offensive line is playing pretty damn well. I'm not saying they're world beaters. I'm not saying they're amazing. But you've had Zach Tom in there now for both David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins off the bench and playing pretty damn well. You've had the unit functioning cohesively and basically allowing them to operate how they want to operate on offense. Now, you can quibble about their approach and what they do game plan-wise, but the offensive line has played pretty damn well. And that's not, you know, I'm not sitting here saying, well, Luke Butkus is the greatest thing since sliced bread, but just try to remember that when you're kind of maligning assistance, right? Or you're saying, well, that guy's unit isn't up to snuff, so clearly he's a bad coach or he's doing a bad job. It's like, I mean, sometimes this, the, the, the issue is personnel, and sometimes it is as simple as Newman wasn't up to snuff and they needed to make some changes, which they did, you know? And again, it hasn't been all roses since then, but they're playing a lot better. That group looks a lot better. And, you know, Budkiss should get some shine for that if he's going to get the slings and arrows earlier in the season. So it's just never one thing, you know, right? It's just never just one thing. And that permeates throughout the entirety of the football program. You know, you heard Brian mention that when he spoke with the media the other day. It's never just one thing. Football is way too complicated and involved for it to ever just be, it's that, you know, it's that's it's this person's fault, etc. Man, everything has to work in concert. Everything. That's all. This, you know, figured I got this here show that some people come to see, and I got a microphone, and I got some on my mind, so I'm going to talk about it. So there you go. So it was on my mind. Hello to everybody in the comment section. So good to see everybody. Get fresh all day. What's up? Thanks for checking out the stream on Twitch. Really appreciate you. New York Cheesehead is here for Miller Draft. Oh, man, I'm ready for anything on draft at this point. Uh, Theo has a question about the 2023 draft. Says, I can't get care of the G beer. Is Liney's Honeyweiss an acceptable substitute? I mean, it's not a one-for-one, one, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, no, it's, it's not anywhere near similar taste-wise, but any beer you want to crack open. And enjoy the NFL draft, along with the Cheesehead TV watch party, hopefully. Uh, it's fine by me. Absolutely. What else we got, folks? 
Christian Watson's drop feels like a decade ago. Aaron, which one? That's the funny part is that like he still had a few drops here and there. Um, hell, he had two to start the Dallas game. Don't forget that. That's what prompted a lot of people both here in the YouTube chat and on Twitter. Oh, he's a bust and blah, blah, blah. And then he broke out. But yes, to your point, the that drop week one, first play of the year, does feel like a million years ago. Kid has really exploded onto the scene in a big way. M is here. What's up, M? Good to see you. I hope you'll see you on happy hour later, bud. John Buchanan, thanks for the super chat. Really appreciate it, though you have not enclosed a question. But I I, I see you though, John. LOL forgot to type my super chat. I see you, buddy. So ask whatever you need to ask. We don't we're not super populated here today. The bye week things do tend to kind of, you know, take a dip, so to speak. So whatever you need to ask, John. I appreciate the support. Sam, thanks for joining the Carry the G Club. Really, really appreciate the support. Greatly appreciate it, man. Shadid is here. What's up, Shadid? Best beer, free beer. No doubt. So nice for Baker to visit his daddy, Rasul Douglas, after the bye, just in time for the holidays, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I said that on Twitter. Um, you know, Rasul got him last time on Christmas, no less. So hopefully he gets him again. I mean, look, I Baker... You know, I don't think he's ever going to be a superstar, but uh, you put him in McVay's offense. Yeah, I think they can make that work. I mean, I'm not expecting them to come light it up, especially with how banged up the Rams are. But, you know, that, that's something they can make work. You know, especially now he's you pick him up now and they've got, you know, I don't think he's going to play this week, but he should be ready for the game in Green Bay. We'll see. It'll be fun. Uh, Ron, do I think Dobbs will be back this weekend? No, because this weekend is the bye week. Hey, but do I think he'll be back for the Rams game? Yes, I do. I think he'll, he'll be back in the lineup and that'll be exciting to get him back out there, have him running around doing stuff along with Christian Watson, start cooking a little bit. I like it. Um, seeing if John has typed anything in here. Nags, why can't why get more snaps? LOL, I'm telling you, man, that is a mystery for the ages. I suspect it's probably something either technique-driven and or just a uh, hierarchy of what they trust as far as vets and the Dean Lowry's of the world as opposed to, you know, going with the youth and the promise but sloppy technique and blah, blah, blah. Man, my thing is, how is he supposed to get better? sitting on the bench for all but nine plays a game. He's your first-round pick. You have a significant investment in him, and I don't expect him to get in there and light the world on fire, but he's not going to do anything unless you allow him to grow. It's a mystery to me. It's a, it's a mystery. Joe, thanks for the Super Chat. Any chance Love says play me or trade me soon? I mean, I can't. I can't know the man's inner workings and or thought process. Um, I know his agent is a, is a, uh, he's the real deal and he can be, he can play some hardball. Uh, his agent is the same agent that got Deshaun Watson, that monster deal in Cleveland. So, you know, I think there's a chance outside chance that maybe they, they may, they rattle their saber a little bit, but I suspect not. Uh, we'll see though. We'll see. Like I said, I don't, I can't, I got no inside info there. Tyler, thanks for the super chat. No better barometer for future Packers Hall of Fame receiver than dropping balls as a rookie. Watson's size and speed doesn't have a Packers comp, does it? 
I mean, definitely not the the speed that that he displays on some of these plays. I I can't. I mean, for especially at his size, man. I I mean, Lofton was fast, and Lofton had the same kind of gait and stride, but he wasn't this. I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. It really uh, it really escapes me. I hate late season bye weeks, Eddie. I'm with you, I, just for no other reason than, like, I understand if you're like, you're on a stretch and you're trying to go into the playoffs healthy or whatever. But even then, like, I think it's better if you're in a groove of playing every week when you hit the playoffs. But in this sense, it's like, okay, we're gonna self scout. Like, haven't you self scouted at this point? Like, it's not like you're gonna discover some hidden resolution in the cover four that you didn't know about you know it's like just feels like all the data is there if you want to do anything with it and i don't know what more deep dive in week 14 is going to get you that's just me okay got that got that john i really think the major fault in this team this year turns out to be the defense the offense has had its hiccups for sure but the defense has not helped the offense uh, the last few weeks. That's true, but the offense didn't help out the defense early in the season. See, this is the thing. It's like it's a it's all encompassing. You know, once Rashawn Gary got hurt and Evandre Campbell went out for a stretch, they were in real trouble. There's no doubt about it. And you are absolutely thousand percent correct in that the offense has finally found its footing, at least a little bit, and is starting to find a way of operating. And they can score points and blah blah blah. Although it took way too long against the Bears, but. You know, there you find you see a way forward. You see a way of operating there on offense, right? But the defense has offered no support, no question about it. And when the defense, on the rare occasion, does get turnovers, say against like the Titans, the offense has done nothing with it. The lack of complimentary football. But early in the year, the defense was doing its part. The offense was just do, uh, doing precious little by way of complimentary football. You know. It's, but it has seemed like kind of a sea shift in early in the year. It felt like the defense was kind of holding on, trying to do its part, but really not being given support by the offense. But now the offense has kind of found its way. The defense has completely just lost it, just lost the plot. And again, the injuries have something to do with it, but also what they're being asked to do, guys not playing up to you know, their standard. That's all part of it as well. Uh, Brandon, thanks for super chat. Went back and looked at Gary's sacks. Five of them came when rushing only four. One sack came when rushing five injuries happen, but need to sign this man long-term. Oh yeah. I mean, that's why like, at least when Gary was healthy, I, I could kind of understand the defensive approach as far as the system that they run only rushing for the majority of the time, not getting very exotic. I get it because you've got Rashawn, right? I mean, he's a guy who can make a play on pretty much any down, especially any obvious passing down. And so you understand that approach. But I said, as soon as Gary got hurt, it's like, now you've got to get a little bit more creative. And we haven't seen a ton of that. We saw a little bit of it. in I think in Washington, um, you know, we've seen bits and pieces here and there, but not anything too outlandish. It's been pretty straight up. They've paid, played their you know light box and the two high safeties and a lot of cover four, cover three, pretty basic upfront stuff. You know, and it hasn't been all creative and they haven't really tried to get anybody loose and get creative. I mean, I saw I was watching something this morning about somebody. 
I can't remember what team it was. Somebody ran a double cat blitz, and I was like, God, remember, remember creativity? Remember sending waves of pass rush from all over the field? Remember that? Man, those were the days. But yeah, those days are long gone. William, thanks for the super chat. When and why did bang on the drum all day come about? That's a good question, William. I believe, if I remember right, it was in the 90s. Uh, somebody, one of the Packers game day operations people, uh, suggested it, and they started playing it after touchdowns, and it just became a staple. It's not something that was um, like pitched by any specific entity, like a record label or anything like that. But yeah, it, it was started in the, I believe, might have been the early 90s, maybe mid-90s. But they just started playing it after touchdowns, and it stuck. And I do know there there are rumblings that the Packers have considered ceasing its use, which will be a sad day if that ever occurs. But, yeah, um, it, it, it wasn't something, obviously, that was going on uh, prior to the song coming out, for obvious reasons, but you know, mid-'90s, I want to say. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jeff Ness, thanks for the Super Chat. I haven't been around for a while. Is it just me, or did the O-line look a lot better last weekend? Well, yeah, I mean, they they were only, you know, they, meaning the Bears, were rushing four straight up a lot of the time. Some stunts and twists and things like that. They played a ton of coverage. Um, I do think part of that is driven by the fact that they're so banged up on defense. Um, 
But yeah, the offense, the offensive line did play well and gave Rodgers a bunch of time. It's not like he had a ton of places to go with the ball for a lot of the game. But yeah, I thought they played well. That they held up. Now they're not facing a murderer's row of talent up front in Chicago. But yes, I thought they played well and they gave Rodgers time and they made things happen in the run game. Um, Menace, thanks for the super chat. Who's one Packer over the years who didn't get the credit or recognition they should have? Ryan Grant would be my pick. Super underrated. I love Ryan. You really think he's underrated? I don't know. I mean, I guess, I don't know, man. I just, I guess maybe because when he was on Twitter more, which he's, uh, he's precious little on Twitter at, the, at this point, but I just remember whenever it snowed, instantly everyone would talk about the Seattle playoff game and Ryan would get tagged and it was a lot of fun, you know? So I don't know. I wouldn't consider him, I don't know, underrated. But I, I get you in the sense of like, you know, when you talk about the all-timers, if you're talking about the Amon Green holding the record or Jim Taylor or what have you, yeah, Ryan probably doesn't get brought up in that conversation a whole lot. But for us, the people who lived with those teams and saw his journey from, you know, the trade that brought him like at the end of camp and from the Giants and, you know, just kind of working his way into the rotation, I just remember him, like as soon as we saw him, he looked so much like Dorsey Levens as pl- as far as play style goes. And of course he had the same number and like, that was what was striking to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know as far as like over the years who didn't get the credit recognition they should have. That's something I'd have to have. have I'd have to have a think on. I mean, there, I'm sure there are so many dudes. Um, my default answer would be Justin Perillo because the Packers did him dirty. All Perillo did was catch the football. Every thing thrown to him. All I did was catch it. I don't know what more you want him to do. The guy was great. Ryan, thanks for the super chat. A lot of people are thinking that the salute to the Chicago fans was a goodbye salute. That's why Matt LaFleur and Goody said they want him back next season. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that gets kind of blown up in a media narrative kind of way more so than it needs to be. But yeah, maybe. I mean, I also think that he did say at the podium, there has to be mutual interest. You know, I think it's much more. They're saying that because of that quote, rather than much more kind of salute he gave. Cheeto, thanks for the super chat. Itching to see Dobbs and Watson trip up corners. Oh, baby, now you're talking. Now you are talking. It's going to be interesting to see how teams play the Packers. I've been talked. I talked about it on Beer and Ball. I talked about it on the radio. You know, Watson's emergence and production. It's going to change things. You know, teams are going to start playing the Packers differently. And guys like Romeo Dobbs will, should see more opportunities because of it. Yeah, I'm excited. Very, very excited. Sam, thanks for the super chat. To add on to a super chat I sent after the Cowboys game, Matt LaFleur is now 1-0 after a two-game losing streak after going 1-0 after a five-game losing streak. Mind-blowing. <laughs> really makes you think. Really makes you think, Sam. Uh, Portmaster, what's up, man? How you doing? Thanks for the super chat. I regret super chatting on Sunday that the Packers weren't showing life. They're pros and care. I just wish it wasn't so frustrating sometimes. Go Pack. Man, don't ever apologize for stuff you say on game day. Have you seen some of the stupid shit I say? I'm always off my rocker during a game, man. I'll never forget. There was a commenter on Cheesehead TV early on, back in the day. Um, Haven't seen them in a long time. Who knows? They may still go to the website. may still watch here on YouTube. I don't know. But the guy's name, his handle was Donald's Designated Driver. And he used to complain that I wasn't the same during the week that I was on Sunday. 
And I always said, like, during the games, that's when I let myself loose, right? I'm just, I'm all emotion. I have no kind of real ability to kind of look at it analytically or to step back and be dispassionate about it. I just can't, not when the Packers are involved, right? Um, and he wrote something. He was like, um, I was like Packers version of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And that's, to, in an ex- to an extent, it's kind of true. Like, I get that. Like, during the week, I can break down the film and I can look at it and go, mm, I understand why this happened. And, oh, this guy probably should have done this. And, like, I get it. But on game day, fuck all that. So, yeah, Deportmaster, don't ever regret the emotion of a game day reaction and wanting something and blah, 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 and expressing that. That's what it's all about, right? It should be, anyway. Otherwise, why the hell are we doing this? Like, it's escapist entertainment. Escape. It's all right. The real world will be there when you get back. I promise. It's all good. Uh, John, thanks for Super Chat. Do you think the defense is playing 50% to try to get Barry fired if they get on track next year while the offense builds chemistry? Unstoppable. No, I don't think they're trying to get Joe Barry fired. I'm not sure that there's great, like, uh, ability for NFL players to get a dude fired, even with lackluster effort, because, you know, you want to put good things on tape. You want to, that's your resume, you know, and also some of these guys have bonuses tied to performance, you know, and I, I just, I have a hard time believing now. Who knows? You take a poll in the locker room and guys say, yeah, man, I don't want that guy gone. Maybe. I can't, you know, definitively say one way or the other. But, yeah, no, I think most guys are, as Portmaster said, they're pros. They're, they're, they they care about it and they're trying to get it done. John, what's up? Thanks for the Super Chat. I've absolutely loved the development of our presidents Ford and Nixon this year. <laughs> been a great surprise to find two emerging studs. They've been a breath of fresh air, if for no other reason, and this is something Andy and I were talking about on Monday on Let's Talk Football, just their ability to go a million miles an hour at all times and, like, damn the torpedoes. I don't care if I make a mistake. Mistakes are going to happen, but I'm going to make them full speed. You know, and when they're playing full speed, they're making plays, making tackles, making interceptions, covering kicks returning things out of the end zone. Like, they are playing like men possessed, and I love it. And the comments a little bit a little bit ago, you do wish some of that would rub off a little bit more on some of these other guys. No doubt about it. But not everybody runs at the same speed. Not everybody, you know, gets wound up about the same kind of things. And it has been fun, definitely. Two very, very good pickups. And look, Keyshawn was somebody they zeroed in on almost immediately. Uh, during free agency, but don't forget they didn't pick up Ford until like la- after the last cutdowns. That's a really that's a decent find right there, no doubt about it. Aaron, where did you get your hat, Peter? I got it at the Pro Shop, the Packers Pro Shop last year. Uh, they still have them though. I just I was just there over Thanksgiving and I saw it in the Pro Shop still. Theo, no bang on the drum would be as bad as the Badgers stopping jump around at Camp Randall. Packers, keep the drum. I'm with you, Theo. I may or may not have been informally polled about the subject by someone at 1265 Lombardi, and I did express how unhappy I and many other Packers fans would be if they stopped using bang the drum all day. So hopefully 
that resonated somewhere inside 1265. That's my hope, anyway. Uh, Menace, thanks for the super chat. You can only resign one, 52 or 74. Who do you choose? Damn. Coming up here with Sophie's Choice on a Tuesday of the bye week. I sign them both, and I tell Russ Ball to make it work. Come on now. Tonezilla, is the tight end room due for a retool or rebuild? I would say the former. I'm, I'm sorry. I would say the latter, but I wouldn't be surprised if it turned out to be the former. Um, they definitely need to upgrade the position. There's zero doubt about it. Um, we'll see what the offseason brings as far as Big Dog, um, bringing Tunyon back, things of that nature. But man, they need, they just, they need, they need some infusion of talent at the position. Of that, I don't think there's any doubt. A Rock One, thanks for the super chat. I feel like the cap hit is too prohibitive to trade Rodgers, even split over two years. If Rodgers is all in on the pack, which scenario is most likely? Trade Rodgers, trade Love, keep both. I think the most, I've been saying it all like the last two weeks. I think the most likely thing is they keep both of them for 2023. That's my guess. Tony, I was pretty negative on Sunday when they went down. <laughs> well, Tony, I think most Packer fans were. I get it. It's hard to stay optimistic. Especially when you come into a game and they, you know, look flat early and they aren't productive. And I get it, man. I get it. There's always a lot of ball game left. I'll never forget it. Do I think Joe Barry will go? That's a million dollar question right there. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, I'd say yes. But I won't be surprised if Matt sticks with him. That's just the truth. Swap Jenkins and Myers. There is an interesting question, Jeff. I think how they look at the offensive line and where they fit guys in is going to be fascinating this offseason. I don't hate that idea, but I don't know. I know when Josh was coming out, there was talk of his ability to play uh, all three interior spots, right? So maybe they do that. I think they're a better line if they do. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, part of that as well goes into the conversation of you know, along the offensive line in general, David Bakhtiari being back, which I suspect he will be, but I know that's in question, especially with, you know, the contract and the bonus that will be due. I think it's the third league day of the league year. Um, and then Yash Nyman's uh, contract situation. You've got Zach Tom, who's shown that he probably needs to be out there. So, you know, you got, you got a lot of things to juggle there. Um but yeah, I wouldn't hate that. I would not hate Jenkins at center and moving Myers to guard. I think that'd be an improvement, actually. Porkmaster, thanks for joining the Carry the G Club, buddy. Greatly appreciate the support, bud. Love looks like a winner. Edmundo. All right. I like it. I like the positive energy there. Let's do it. Uh, what does Rogers do after this season? <laughs> Man, I don't know. We'll have another offseason of will he or won't he, and then he'll, he'll, I would suspect, come back and be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers one last time. I suspect 2023 is the last dance, but I'm never right, so don't don't listen to me. All right, everybody, I got to get going. Can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor and hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, 
We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.